Hello and welcome to the Quacked Out Podcast, episode 11, take two. I am your host, Charlie Folkstead, joined as always by Reed Tingley and producer Paul Kress. We just got college football playoff rankings, first edition of the 2020 season. Ducks are ranked 15 behind BYU, um, top four of Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and then Ohio State. Um... I won't run through the full list right now. You should pull it up if you haven't familiarized yourself with it yet. But um, the most notable surprises are definitely BYU and Oregon at 14-15. And I would say Northwestern at 8 is a pretty big shock, even though they're 5-0 and and just had a good win over Wisconsin. Also note, the only other Pac-12 team in is USC at 18. Yeah, um, which 18 is a little higher than maybe we would have expected. Yeah, and I, I thought maybe Washington could sneak in there after they had a pretty good performance against Arizona last week. Um, but overall, it's it's a pretty disappointing release for the conference. Yeah, definitely. Um, almost almost worst case scenario, really. Unless USC was like five spots lower, which they easily could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Oregon at 15 is like the lowest I thought we could be. I wouldn't even... I, I didn't even think... Yeah. I did not think we would get this low. I mean, to put us below Ohio State... Iowa State, sorry. and uh, <laughs> To Oklahoma. put us below Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, we have the same record. Like, um, Well, they have one more win, but I digress. Um, but yeah, again, like I guess the committee is just valuing our wins really low. Um, that's really no, the only explanation for it. Even with Ohio State, like our our resume isn't that different from theirs. I mean, I don't think we should be ranked ahead of them or anything. But you know, eleven spots below them, they've only played one more game than us. They haven't looked crazy dominant so far at all. They had a scare against Indiana. Yeah, um, and I want to talk about Indiana because Reed, this is something you kind of mentioned before we started recording. Was Indiana like? gained a bunch of hype by beating two teams that we thought we were good, Penn State and Michigan. And it turns out those might be two of the worst teams in the entire Big Ten at this rate. Terrible. Terrible teams. Like, Indiana's not that good. Penn State hasn't won a game. Michigan went to three overtimes with Rutgers. When are we going to stop saying Indiana's not that good? How many... How many wins do they have to have? And they lost by seven to Ohio State. Oh, I, come on. They scored in garbage stop time. Stop disrespecting, stop disrespecting Indiana. Believe me. Stop there disrespecting there. Oregon, man. Yeah. I'm not disrespecting <laughs> Oregon. We got, it's, oh, it's very insecure to to see me complimenting one team and mean that, mean that like, take that to mean I hate Oregon. I think Oregon's bad. I think Indiana looks better than Oregon. Oregon but, is a double-digit no, favorite over Indiana on a neutral field. No, no questions asked. Indiana is no not better asked. than Oregon. That's not true. Please, for the love of God. In the I'm words of Drake, I'm not saying they're better. Get a I grip. Think, I think, <laughs> shout out to our mutual friend. <laughs> oh, I'm but, not saying they're better. I think they're playing better. They're playing at a higher level. They've had more games right. They've had more games to to play. Um, to get ready. Yeah, I mean, Oregon is definitely being disrespected, and so is BYU. And honestly, um, I mean, I've been disappointed with 
with the results, as disappointed as, as one could be with a 3-0 record, right? But... 15. I'm not. I mean, apart from the last game, no. we looked really good in our first no, two. No, this is uh, this is what I have an issue with, with all Oregon fans. We need to stop being weak, okay? <laughs> you know what? Oklahoma should have lost three straight games, and their fans are like, oh, put us in the playoffs, put us in the playoffs. We're playing like a top-five team. After they could have lost three straight to start the season. Like, we can hang with teams. We can, we can beat... Anyone on this, I would favor us over anyone, anyone in the country except for the top six about. And there's a few that it would be toss-ups for me. I can't, I, I'm sorry, real quick. I just want to say, I, I want to play Georgia in a bowl game this year. I kind of need that to happen. Like, yes, I yeah. want to make the playoff, but like, that would be Why? so Why, then all fun. the Oregon fans are going to hate you when you start rooting for Georgia. Well, all the Georgia fans already hate me anyways, so I don't really care. <laughs> all right. But, I mean, I, we just need to – I would this like is, to see it. This is ridiculous. I just – I can't with this mindset that, like, we can't compete or that we should be super I'm not saying we can't. I'm not saying we can't compete. I'm just saying this – we're playing – You just said teams. we were worse than Indiana. No, I said we l- we don't look as sharp as Indiana. Dude, okay. Well, it, I don't know. Well, either, like, I'm just, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying the Ducks right are bad. Now. I think the Ducks are, are good. They're very talented. They have a great coaching staff. I think that in other seasons, we would be a little bit anxious about how cl- how close some of the games have been. How with how much ease some of our the opposing offenses and move the ball down the field. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, we're anxious okay. about the last one because that's the game where we struggled. I mean, to be honest, apart from like some shaky first quarters and some turnovers, we really haven't struggled against Stanford or Wazoo. Like our conclusions from those games were that we were clearly the better team and we showed it and then we moved on and covered. Like, I I think, I mean, looking going down this list, we are better than Iowa State. Well, we're better than BYU, Iowa State, and Indiana, and Oklahoma. Probably Miami. Georgia may be a toss-up. Northwestern, I am not sold on whatsoever. They look like the same Northwestern team that does this all the time. Um, Cincinnati, I don't even want to get into. And then, yeah, once you get to Florida A&M, that's really where, I mean... I think what I'm saying is the Ducks are a top 10 team, or yeah. at least should be. And I think what the conclusion we can draw out of this is Larry Scott and the rest of the Pac-12 are what are holding us back right now. And I'm not yeah, saying... I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. Because we're seeing like the actual you know, live manifestation of we didn't get the games in. We yeah. just didn't. Yeah. We're 3-0. and If we're 6-0... and we're in the top 10. If we're 4 and 0 like Ohio State, we're probably in the top 10. I mean, uh, again, I it's, I feel kind of it's 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 a dream, it's a dream world to think that we get the same national respect as Ohio State, but I see I see your point. Yeah. True. But I mean, we, we haven't we haven't earned the respect to get that kind of prestige, but uh, over if the we're past being realistic, 10 years, over the past matter. 10 years, we are not that much worse of a program than Ohio State. We're, we're worse, but 
Ravens. It really isn't. Hmm. I mean, it, I, it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we how many we college football playoffs we have they played? We the big game, but we didn't. I mean, over the past five years, they've been a lot better than us. But over the since like twenty since twenty ten, if Darren like Carrington we the, just we're didn't... in the top seven, we're in the we're in the top seven teams in the country in over the past decade. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, that's I, not like debatable. I think that, that's, so yeah, so I mean, Oregon that's, that's should fair. get respect in national polls. And yeah, mind you, to anyone listening, like it seems like we're overreacting right now. We're really just letting frustration off because, I mean, realistically, if we play well, even next week, or like, I mean, this weekend, next weekend, we can like we'll be fine. We'll get the respect we deserve. Like at the end of the day, this isn't going to change like our end result probably where we end up in the rankings because like as long as crystal ball keeps winning, then we're going to be fine. But it is a little disheartening to see what the national percent, what the official perception of us is. Um, and I think it yeah. is, it does give me confidence that you see a lot of people, even non-Oregon fans, in what little investigative journalism I've done so far, like saying Oregon should be higher. Um, and let's not forget, I think BYU should be higher too. Yes, we are definitely like better than them, but that's not to say BYU doesn't deserve to be in like the top. 12 or 10 i don't know i'm yeah, just frustrated yeah That's sure all. yeah but i just like i mean ducks fans like do this to ourselves a little bit i just feel like we like scrutinize every result we have and then we just ignore the issues that other teams have across the country like bama's safeties looked horrible the first three weeks like I, and we don't have the same talent as them or anything but i'm just saying like we can recover. I mean, like like I said about Oklahoma, look where they were after three weeks. They were one and two. And they should have lost in week four almost. Like, And yeah, again, so, this is a reflection of not being prepared as a conference to deal right. with COVID. Um, yeah. I mean, you, we can argue all day about whether or not the Big 12 and ACC and SEC were actually prepared. But at the end of the day, I mean... Those teams have like five different. I mean, the SEC has five schools in here, and that's that's not yeah. just a reflection of COVID precautions. That's a reflection of like overall preparedness from top to bottom for every team and every school, like actually caring about it. So I don't know. More than anything, this I haven't been an advocate for this in the past at all. But I mean, this <laughs> seeing these rankings and realizing that it's. It's our lack of games that's holding us back. That makes me want to leave the Pac-12 um, and just go independent. I mean, it's sure yeah, working I mean, for other teams. That's a whole other thing. Like, yeah. who knows how how the conferences kick, kick could develop the other, over the next the like, other, 10 years. But kick all the bad teams out of the Pac-12. And promotion relegation for Pac-12. Yeah. We'll, we'll, play, we'll play all the best Power 5 teams. Just like a Champions League. Champions League of um, will be Notre Dame, but have a but, really stacked uh, schedule and go four and seven every year. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. I mean, it's it's not that fun being PSG, you know. Oh, it's not. Not when Manchester United's uh, top the group. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, okay. let's. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get it back on. Um, no, but I mean, really, I'm just I'm just frustrated because I feel like. This is pretty disrespectful to us. Um, 
And yeah, and I just think I think that we are better than I think that we're better than a lot of the teams that are ahead of us. I and really for reference, that. like we're number nine in the AP top twenty-five. Now we, I mean, we've discussed a yeah, lot. We're not the, the only about, people who think that we're a top ten team. Yeah, like we've discussed a lot about how irrelevant the AP is, especially from now on. But like that, that's a pretty good gauge of just like general national perception. Um. And BYU and Oregon both moved six spots down from where we were in the AP. So I, I don't I don't know what to make of that. I I'm sitting here looking at Northwestern as the number eight team in the country, and I'm just like, like I mean, did did I say already that Iowa State lost to Louisiana Lafayette by three scores? <laughs> if you did, I I hope you're repeating it because because like. That's a group of five team. And everyone says like, oh, the Pac-12, are they even a power five conference? Why don't we say that about the Big 12 who actually lost like four games to the group of five? Yeah. Like they actually played those games and they lost. Yeah. Didn't and then Iowa State beat Oklahoma. Didn't Oklahoma lose to like Kansas State? Yeah, lost to Kansas State. How how long are we gonna let that zero slide? On <laughs> Didn't it's Kansas like, State lose to like another group of five team that's like not even in? I don't know. Yes, but, uh, let me find that. But yes, like the it's atrocious. What like the Big Twelve is not better. Is really not that much better than the Pac twelve. Kansas State lost to Arkansas State. I rest my case. Not not Arkansas has had a pretty decent year. Arkansas State. And the next game they played, they beat Oklahoma. <laughs> so it's like when, but when we survive UCLA by three points, like Ducks fans act like we, okay, well, officially no talk of the playoff allowed everybody. Mm-hmm. We we only won we won a game against a team that could be a top thirty team in the country, but we didn't cover the spread or whatever. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, uh, this is something we mentioned. Well, we very easily could have lost that game against UCLA, but I mean, we also could have won by like, like we we like were up the entire game. Like, we could have pulled away by. I mean, we didn't. Like, we there's some. Obviously, the UCLA result was not good, and we need to like work on some things. But we could have pulled that game off too. Like, I don't think it was like UCLA should have won. I think they played. They gave us everything they could have, but like we survived. We pulled it out. I'm not picking UCLA if we play that game again this week. Yeah, true. True. I I don't know. I just overall, I feel like. I'm already getting too angry about these rankings when in reality, but I mean, you're right. Like other, other conferences and other teams get like that pass. Like, right. They get a, they get a pass when they have a bad game against a team and still win. Like Bama was within a touchdown of Ole Miss late. And like Ole Miss isn't a bad team. UCLA isn't a bad team either. Like it happens. Like I'm not saying we're Alabama, but I'm just saying, you know, Alabama's one and we're 15. 
like and there's a big area in between that that i just think is you know uh pretty disrespectful towards a team that's won three power five games in a row and controlled uh two of them pretty well and just the favorite in their power five conference as well like i i don't think that the rankings should be prescriptive at all um but like they are <laughs> like you have and, and that's how and that's how they treat ohio state I exactly mean, like it's yeah. not like ohio state's had this amazing resume through their four games but it's like oh just put them in the top four because they're ohio state yeah i mean but, but I indiana mean, we, won, we won the rose bowl last year like yeah yeah i don't know whatever <laughs> we, we, i'm sick we, of looking we, at this <laughs> We we beat that Wisconsin team that the FPI has ranked fourth. Yeah. By the way, uh, that, <laughs> by let's, the way, the let's check the FPI rankings real quick. Whoa, those are yeah. You don't. <laughs> uh, what does that say? Wisconsin four, Oklahoma five. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, that one does have the Ducks at one, two, three, four, five. nine. Yeah. So I mean, maybe you'll like that better. But it also has Iowa at 11. So, Well, and it's not – I mean, the FPI isn't like a – it's not a ranking system. It's a rating yeah. system. So it doesn't do based on resume. It's, it's like predictive, like what odds makers do where they assign, assign like a um, like a power rating to mm-hmm. a team yeah. that determines how they perform in the future. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think bringing it up like kind of gets to the heart of like how – I mean, we have to think about how we actually evaluate teams because anyone can sit here and just say, oh, so-and-so is a top whatever team. But, I mean, to actually evaluate your criteria that you use to analyze and put together a ranking system is valuable, I think. And I think it's worth mentioning that um, the playoff chair, I don't remember his name, um, I mean, I was reading a quote, and he basically said that, hey, we ranked BYU so low because we weren't impressed with their resume and the teams they've played, which is kind of what, like, we've been saying all along. But at the same time, it's really weird to have that and then the team below BYU have, you know, three Power 5 wins, Oregon, and not get a higher ranking than that. Like, so that I guess that just means they're valuing games played over... Quality? Yeah, I mean the ch- the chair said of the playoff committee said with three games Oregon has not played or has not beaten or played a ranked team. Like, hey, hey, dude, like there's more teams in college football than twenty five. Yeah, like, like you know, there's a big difference between playing UCLA and playing, uh, you know, Louisiana Lafayette. And losing by three scores. But apparently, <laughs> Iowa State deserves to be placed above us because of that. Yeah. Why? Because they have twice as many wins as us? Because they played almost three times as many games? Like, again, yeah. it's it's just frustrating. Because, like, I understand, like, from an outside perspective, I understand, like, ranking a team low because they only have three wins. But, like, what what more would you like us to do? Like, just blow everybody out. I mean, we're still a football team. Like, we still have to deal with problems that every team has. Again, we saw, like, SEC teams struggle early on. To be fair, ULL may have been ranked at the time. Oh, please. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, at the time. Please. I mean, we don't know. How... After I'm... getting data on them, we <laughs> realize that they are not, uh, you know, I mean, they're 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 fine. They're good. They're solid. Like I but hate like, I hate how this always happens. They lost by with like they lost by three scores. It's like oh, Indiana started the season with a top ten win. It's like no, they didn't. That win was against at the time number nine Penn State, who is so fraudulent that they are zero and five. What really irks me is that they know the committee. I mean, not the committee. I guess we were ranked in a in a non committee poll. At 11 to start the year. Was that 12? 11, 12, early in the year. and 12 maybe even, to start, I forget now. Yeah, even though that's with the schedule that they know we're going to play. And so we're ranked there, and even though we've won all of our games, we're going, you know, down. It doesn't, it doesn't, it irks me, you know. Quite irksome. Yeah, it, I, just, I just think, like, this is such a weird year in terms of like the disparity in games played and everything. I just think that's, I just don't think that that should be like taken into account in terms of like, like, like to this degree, like it's not our fault that we didn't play. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, if, uh... maybe I, I just hope that that gap changes by the time that we're seven and O or have played yeah. seven games. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, same thing. We'll be seven of that. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I hope that, like, there's a smaller gap between that uh, and how they evaluate, like, Alabama, who will play, like, ten games or something. I mean, right. knock on wood that we even get to play seven games as well. Because, I mean, who knows when right. Cal will be no, able to true. play football. I think it was uh, ASU and Utah just – got canceled this week like i'll I'll tell you one thing though um this actually i'm just realizing this so we have the oregon state game friday obviously we'll get to that preview later in the show um and that looks like it's going well it's in state so i think maybe some of the travel things will be a little easier um knock on wood but that seems like we're on good pace to play that Next week, we travel to Cal, which has since the beginning been the game everyone highlights as what is this going to be like um, playing in uh, Berkeley because they have really strict standards and everything. Well, people were obviously a lot of buzz on Twitter about BYU and Washington playing this weekend. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen, right? But a big part of the argument was BYU wants to see where they're ranked in the committee by the committee. And part of part of the reason, even though there's some window dressing put around and all this stuff, a big part of the reason was if they were a top ten team who was slotted to go to a power uh, to a New Year's Six bowl, that they were gonna sit tight and just finish out their week schedule and take that trip. Right now, mm-hmm. yeah. BYU has a lot of incentive to schedule a really good game and try to get themselves into top ten status. And Oregon right. could have next week. Free if if the Cal restrictions wow, that would be fun. kick in, that that would be fun. I'm down honestly at this point. I'm like too. I, at first I was kind of skeptical um, about playing out of conference games just because it was like, it was like, do we really need this game? Like if we go undefeated, we're we're not going to need it anyways. Um, but after seeing these rankings, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like 
just play anybody. I mean, let's just give the committee as many reasons as possible to include us. But yeah. again, you can also look at it as we're giving ourselves as as many ways to slip up as possible. So I don't know. But also but giving not, ourselves if, chance to improve, like the yeah. Auburn game last year. Like we lost, but like that was a big reason why our group last year, I think, responded as well as they did down the like late stretches of the season. Right, sure. and I mean, if we can't beat a BYU, then we really don't deserve to be mad that we're not ranked above them, you know? Yeah, we're, we yeah I mean, I right. just... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, also sure. just think, like... Sure, I think so. Yeah, I, I hope... So. I mean, if we play like we did against UCLA, we might not. But yeah. if we play yeah. to our standard, uh, I think we can. Standard is yeah. the standard. I mean, Washington, like, I think Washington played BYU the last two years and beat them pretty handily both times. Uh, I'm going to pull that up right now. Someone else talk. I think, I mean, I'm confident that Washington would beat BYU, but I I think it's a reflection of, again, how just, like, meaningless, or not meaningless, but, like, how... Um, kind of off the cuff these these rankings are assembled i mean we sort of yeah with any committee go ahead washington played byu in 2018 they won 35 7 they played them in 2019 and won 45 19 like they're not the same teams obviously but but it's so abstract and like after looking at the same abstractions for so long you kind of like solidify these beliefs in your head of like oh yes BYU is a top 10 team or like oh yes Iowa State is like a real football program or like <laughs> like Coastal Carolina exists you know things like this that we don't really like can we prove that that's real no we can't you like you're not real man uh, what is real? You know, I'm getting, we getting can, real. We can prove it on the field if we schedule, man. We should make our own like existential football rankings. Yeah. Okay. What we should do though is we should probably move on to the UCLA recap or uh, lasting thoughts. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't. I feel like I. I feel like I said it all in our last pod. Okay. There's a few things I want to hit on real quick. Mm-hmm. First off. I think that this game was a lot about experience. We have the youngest roster in all of college football. So I think that like some of our guys just need to get these reps in and start to kind of build up like that mental catalog of plays in their head, like that they've seen and the experience they have. Because from that 2019 group, like the value of that, how seasoned guys like Troy Dye were, and Justin Herbert, and even, like, role players like Lamar Winston or something, uh, or our entire offensive line. Like, that was a big factor, just that, like, they couldn't get hit with things in the middle of the game that they hadn't seen before. And Chip Kelly, of anyone, was kind of able to do that, I think, uh, and throw those guys off a little bit. Um, Ultimately, like, UCLA sold out They tried to stop the run. They were able to do it, or at least able to force us into passing situations, and Shuck did enough to win the game. So that was huge for me. Um, 
I think the big issues with our defense right now are we've got to tackle in the run defense. Like, that's the real issue. We're playing it well enough, but we have to tackle. Our safeties have to get better. I hope that we see Bennett Williams, Steve Stevens play more. And um, also, like, in the run defense, Avalos, like, I was listening to an uh, interview on Scoop with uh, Hithliday and QB11, like, two of the better schematic minds in the Ducks fan community. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, one of the things they pointed out was on some, like, run situations, Avalos sticks with this nickel package and kind of refuses to load the box to the degree that he needs to. And moving forward, and I mean, obviously Avalos, you know, knows more than me. I'm not trying to, like, talk down to Andy Avalos in terms of access and O's. But I do think coaches can get a little bit stubborn with, like, they believe that their team should play nickel or they believe nickel is, like, the best defense, which, you know, I'm sure he has a lot of reasons to think that. But against, like, Oregon State... Friday moving ahead like we have a lot of reasons to bring in a fourth defensive lineman you know actually have a real front seven and uh just try to stop Jamar from doing it because that's the only way that Oregon State's going to be able to beat us um unless they just like win 30 jump balls against our safeties or something (laughs) um and then yeah other than that like Linebacking core needs to uh, improve. The no- news on Noah Sewell kind of looking normal uh, in practice is really good. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure I totally buy it that he'll play like this weekend, but I think he'll be back this year, uh, this season, like this week, next week, sometime soon at least. Which, mind you, uh, is a incre- like an unthinkable step from where we thought he was during the game. Yeah. We thought he was gone. For I mean, anytime you see the card, game, it pretty much scenario. skips yeah. to like end of season. Yeah. Yes. ACL. But I mean, hey, uh, <laughs> the fact that he's moving is good. Yeah. And then my last thing is just like, it's a weird game in college football where like close games do happen. And I think that we're, we're all like so excited for this, this season and we get so wrapped up in like the ebbs and flows of every single game. And we, like, want to break down the film and do all this stuff because we haven't had Ducks football for a year. But, like, I was, I've been I've been rewatching these documentaries from, like, old Ducks teams, like the 2001 team. They played every fucking game close. Yeah. Like, Joey Harrington, like, they played every game close. And they're one of the best Ducks teams of all time. Um, like, Cal 2010. Do people not remember this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. we won 15-13. Mm-hmm. Like... Even last year's team, we lost to Arizona State. We struggled heavily with Washington State and the Beavers and Cal last year. And you like, like, and you dub, yeah. So it's like the, those things do happen in college football. Like, I'm not trying to like. There's a lot to learn from or whatever. But the most important thing is we won, and then now it's like here's the work of it. Let's learn from these things and improve on on the team. And if we can do that. There's a lot ahead of this team. You can improve a lot in college football in just a few weeks, especially when you have a roster as young as ours is. I agree. And I think one one last thing I want to add on your point about the defense is that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven returning starters on this defense. That's not counting Mace Funa, Drew Mathis, MJ Cunningham, Adrian Jackson, um, Jamal Hill, 
you know, guys who have been in the program, Brandon Dorless, Popo Malbe, guys who have been getting reps um, this yeah. entire time and just haven't, you know, been technical starters. Um, like this, this front seven especially should be better. And honestly, yes. safety. Like I feel, I, I hate picking guys out like this, but Nick Pickett has got to improve. Um, Funa, I think, yeah, has got to improve. These are guys who we kind of assumed were like check marks, you know, at the beginning of the year. You're kind of going down the roster and you're like, okay, who's who's going to be good? Well, this guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be fine. But really, it's like, I feel like this unit hasn't kind of gelled together as one yet. And that's really where those check marks start coming in. It's like, okay, can this person work well as part of this system? Yes or no? Consistently. Yeah. Um, and that that, it's not just been inconsistency. It's been straight up like, incompetence sometimes that sounds harsh but like i mean seriously on some plays it's sort of no like, it's been bad. what are, what are we it's, doing yeah here? yeah that's that's yeah. all i have to say i think <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of like a balancing act though it's like both i just am like a firm believer that we should be trying to compete at the highest level that we can and we shouldn't limit the expectations uh or the goals for this team but at the same time you know, it's also okay to realize or just like that whole process, the the purpose of that whole process is because we want this young roster to eventually develop into the core of a contending team, right? So it doesn't mean like we necessarily make the playoffs or, can, or are competitive in the playoffs this year, but hopefully like next year or in 2022 or 2023, when these class recruiting classes start coming in, we have like to the point where we can hold up. You got to repeat that. Anyone. You you definitely like cut out. You said oh. we have like, and then it like lost you for like five seconds. Oh well, just hopefully we get these guys the experience that you know when that when the time comes that we are in a playoff situation they are seasoned enough to do it and that with this being such a young roster that's an that's okay hmm. yeah i i don't know i i'm just i'm ready for i'm impatient i guess is, is what i'm trying to say and i think yeah. a lot of ducks fans are too um because we had such high expectations for this season and we still do and the bottom line is we're just not getting enough. I mean, we're not getting the same playing time as other teams are. And that's really hard to watch. That's really hard to deal with. Um, especially yeah. knowing that we're only going to have seven games. Like, or I guess eight with a bowl game. Like, that's that's a really tough thing to reason with. And I think it comes out um, in a lot of frustrating ways. But again, let's not forget, like, we had one bad game, really bad game, like, historically bad. Not historically, but I mean, some might say like a uh, disastrous game against UCLA and we still won. And that was our yeah. third game of the year. So like it, I feel like it only goes up from here. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of football left. Just, it's just the only thing that adds to the frustration. I mean, Reed, you were talking about older Ducks teams, even last year is that those teams had a 12-game season to improve, and this team isn't going to have that. And so just when a team starts slow, it's just 
there's a little bit more anxiety when there's seven games mm-hmm. and, and not 12. Right. Yeah. Okay, no, so let's right. let's frame this Get in the context of the, the Beavers game um, coming up this Friday. I really like how – I didn't realize this when this the schedule first dropped for the Pac-12 or the, the most recent schedule first dropped um, – is that they really wanted to honor the, the the kind of tradition of having this on Thanksgiving weekend, which I think is great. Um, it's different in a lot of ways. Obviously, not called the Civil War anymore, um, technically speaking. <laughs> I don't. No fans. Yeah, no fans. COVID year, whatever. Um, it's still the Beavers, and honestly, like the storylines are, or in terms of like. Uh, where both programs are at, it's pretty much the same story that we've been hearing for the past like five years or so, or I guess three years or so, of like yeah, since Jonathan wise, Smith got there. Yeah, like Oregon's on the rise. We have playoff aspirations, if not like somewhere around there, um, and the Beavers are just like trying to crash the party. They're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, I will say the Beavers are in a much better spot than we're used to seeing them at. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say, pro- program-wise, I think so, but I think these this team is better than a lot we've seen in the past. Yeah, and a lot of Ducks fans will just kind of look at their ranking, and or not ranking because they're not ranked, um, but look at their <laughs> uh, results and just say, okay, they're one and two, like whatever. We're going to steamroll them as usual, um, and uh, they don't have any right good players. Right. But, yeah. like... They they got some they got some ballers. I think they're uh, the most obvious place we have to look is Jamar Jefferson at running back. This dude might be the best running back in the Pac-12, and that's not an exaggeration. Like he's I mean, legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where where else do you look? I mean, <laughs> I mean their defensive line is like pretty good at least with uh, Rashad, but yeah, it's it's all about they're, the running game. What? What they don't have, though, is that interior presence on the D-line uh, like uh, Osa was for UCLA. Like, he caused a lot of problems mm-hmm. against us. Um, and our interior of our O-line is not, uh, at least in terms of, like, recruiting rankings, is not great when you have Forsyth uh, next to Walk. I mean, those are great program guys, but... Um, that was a matchup advantage for UCLA, and he caused a lot of havoc. Uh, so I think that having, not having that on the interior for um, Oregon State, they lost a, a I I forget uh, who it was, but they lost a big interior D lineman that has like caused them to shift their whole uh, defense. This is another thing that Hithliday was talking about, um, where they basically play like two down linemen now. So yeah. we should be able to establish the run on them, I think, in a way that we weren't able to against the Beavs. For context, uh, Jamar this year already has five touchdowns and um, has rushed for over 100 yards in all three of his games. And the last game against Cal, which the Beavers actually won by four, um, he rushed 18 times for 196 yards. That's 11 for an average and a touchdown. So, uh, and a lot of that's bolstered by a long 75 yarder, but like the, the dude's legit. I mean, he can, he can push the ball. Sorry to interrupt your point about the defense. No, but. no, no. 
that, but that's true. I mean, this game does hinge on Jamar Jefferson uh, in a lot of ways, or or on the Ducks' ability to contain him. Yeah, and I mean, especially after losing or losing in quotes because we don't know the status really, but um, depending on the status of Noah Sewell, that could be a big problem in our run defense because I mean, he was one of he might be our best. We were talking about this when he got injured; like he might be our best linebacker so far. He's, I think it's he's probably yeah, like he's probably our best linebacker. Yeah, and a lot of that is being able to you know reach downhill speed within like an instant. And just being able to crash in holes and stop runs. And I um, love the way he swipes at the ball. I forget who which player was saying this, but they were saying it was it was that way all last week in practice too, because he had that big forced fumble that McKinley got uh, recovered and that's, last game, and he was swiping at it against like, Washington State too. If you're Oregon at a State. high enough level to be able to have that sort of aware, mental awareness on every single play, that's that's insane especially for a true freshman. Like, well, and, yeah, I mean, and it's also just his power and physicality. Like, uh, you know, like if I was trying to tackle someone, for instance, <laughs> you know, I would have to like focus all of my energy on just like wrapping up and getting to the, them to the ground. But when Noah Sewell does it, it's like he could just crash into them, swing his paw at the ball, and like they're going down. Like, <laughs> you're not breaking a Noah Sewell tackle. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully. I mean, uh, I don't know with how we've been tackling. <laughs> not necessarily, but... But again, um, he's been one of the more consistent tacklers. Um, yeah. At least off the top of my head. Um, so I think this week, we really need to see that. Um, veteran, again, in quotations, but um, experienced linebacking core, guys like Funa, Mathis, uh, MJ Cunningham, Isaac Slade. MJ Cunningham hasn't been going to get a ton of reps, but, I mean, he might now. <laughs> um, yeah. Adrian Jackson, Hopefully. who I actually yeah. have been really oh. impressed with at outside linebacker. but He's been so good. I love Adrian Jackson. Yeah. But, I mean, still, we need guys to make step up and make plays. Um, mm. And not, not, like, even big plays, just, like, regular plays. Because <laughs> a lot of times these run-of-the-mill, like, tackles are turning into, like, first-down runs for the other team. And we, right. we can't afford to make those kind of stupid mistakes, especially right. against Oregon State. I think that um, this weekend does maybe offer an opportunity for our secondary to gel a little more um, because Jebby is not a great quarterback by any means. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, hopefully, especially the safety rotation. I mean, there's a few things. Uh, obviously safeties have been a thing people have highlighted consistently as a weakness if, and for good reason, but we've been dealing with some um, issues there too, in terms of McKinley and Pickett both had the uh, suspension or the uh, yeah suspensions, I guess, for targeting calls. Um, and then also uh, Steve Stevens has been out the last two weeks with what we assume is contract tra- uh, contact tracing from COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think getting them back together. And then I also think uh, Bennett Williams is a really talented option at safety. I hope that as the season progresses and as, he gets more reps in this defense uh, and everything that he's a guy that we can start playing more because um, yeah, I, he is, you know, physically and 
has like, some of the better upside and is a great tackler. I trust the I trust Avalos and the position coaches to make the right decision, but I I hope people don't read into Happel's pick six too much because um, it was a very fluky play, and I do think as we've discussed many times that I do think Bennett Williams is the better option than Happel right now as kind of the backup uh, uh, nickel yeah. or safety spot. But that's what that's what QB eleven said the exact same thing. He said any oh, safety really? on our roster should be able to make that play. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is true. I mean, you know, with what Dorless did was, you know, what basically it was like a, you know, center fielder catching a fly ball. Like it wasn't like a super acrobatic interception. And then he just kind of turned the wheels on and got around the edge. You know, good, smart play and everything. But, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the craziest play ever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, right place, right time. No disrespect to yeah. Jordan. I mean, he did his job exactly as and it he was, should. And it was huge that he did. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I mean, on the face of it, we probably don't win the game without that. But... Yeah, I think generally speaking, I want to see more solid tackling, especially downhill tackling from the defense, especially the front seven. Um, and really, the stage. I guess I keep saying front seven and safeties. So really, everyone but the corners because <laughs> um, they've been doing their jobs great. well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, consistent improvement is what uh, Cristobal always talks about. And so, yeah, that's what I want to see this week from the defense. Um, to be honest, though, I think this game is won on the other side of the ball. I don't see them slowing us down on offense. Yeah, we've been yeah, on lately. Agree. So yeah, yeah. No, I think we should. I mean, especially like getting Micah Pittman back. I'm super excited for the emergence of Devin William. I mean, if he if he you know follows up with another big performance and really starts to look the part. Um, then it starts to get really exciting about what his upside could be, not only to finish this year, but going into next season. Um, so I think we should be able to kind of dictate things on the on our offensive side of the ball. And I think we could put up a big number if we really want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And again, Ducks are 13.5 point favorites for this game. There's really no reason we shouldn't cover that in my mind. Um I think that odds makers might be feeling a little hungover from the disappointing performance we had last week and the momentum Oregon State might be building off their win against Cal. Um, who, by the way, Cal is still favored against Stanford this week, which is interesting. But um, do you have more to say about this matchup or should we kind of look at more of the Pac-12 and national slate? Um. Uh, no, I don't. Do we want to give our score predictions now or at the end? Um, we can give them now because uh, I have mine. I think the Ducks win this comfortably, honestly. I think it's something like 41 to 17, maybe 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably uh, – yeah, I'd probably give us – I'd say we're like 48 – uh, and I'll probably give them a little more because I still don't know if the tackling comes together uh, against Jamar completely. So like a, a 48-21, something like that. But I think you're in the right ballpark. I think that we could get into the 40s, and I think that um, the Bs should be right around the 20s. Yeah. Right around 20, yeah. Yeah, and again, like 
the Beavers aren't as bad as they have been in recent years. And even in recent years, they've played us pretty well. Um, but I I think the talent gap is just too big to overcome for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mr. Paul, do you have a score prediction? Um, last... I think last week I predicted we'd win by three scores, so um, <laughs> then we're going to win by a field goal. How about that? <laughs> sure, hopefully I'll take it. Hopefully, hopefully there's a reverse uh, relationship there, inverse relationship. <laughs> yeah, a win is a win. Um, okay, so let's look at the Pac-12 a little bit. We've had two games canceled already. Most recently, Utah and Arizona State. If you haven't heard, the Apple Cup between Washington and Wazoo was canceled. Um, so, I mean, hey, that sucks. But let's focus on the games we do have, right? Uh, we got two Friday games, actually. Stanford at Cal at 1 p.m. on Fox. I think the assumption is that most people kind of have the day off for Thanksgiving weekend. And then the Ducks follow right after in the primetime slot on ESPN. Um, that's 4.30. Uh, Cal game is in Berkeley, and that is really the only reason I can see for Cal being favored by one and a half points over Stanford. Um, Stanford hasn't been good recently, but I still think they're a better team than Cal, who just lost to Oregon State, as I just mentioned. So, Yeah, if it's in Berkeley, they're only going to let Stanford bring 10 players. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think? What do you? What drive do you think takes longer, the uh, Palo Alto to Berkeley or Corvallis to Eugene? Oh, not I've not done, counting I've traffic. I've done. I've done both. Um, probably. Oh, not counting traffic. See, well, if you count traffic, traffic, counting traffic, it's definitely it's definitely Palo Alto to Berkeley. Uh, you mean being less time or more time? I mean, it depends. Like, if it's game day. Because, you know? like, yeah. game day in the Bay doesn't really mean anything, but... Yeah, exactly. Game day on game, I-5 means a whole lot. <laughs> but, we, but weekends in the Bay, there's just a lot of traffic in general. Exactly, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's not, like, that much different if it's game day. I mean, there might be, like, a little jam up around the, around <laughs> the stadium. Like, it's not... It's definitely not the, the game day rush from, like, Portland to Eugene or... Portland or Corvallis or Corvallis to Eugene. So, what do you guys think about the actual football game? You know, <laughs> like, uh, who do you think is going to win, Cal or Stanford? I mean, I think Stanford. Stanford, Stanford on Cal, the even money line is is pretty hard to pass up. Oof, Cal just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, Cal did lose to this UCLA team that gave us hell, and so it looked worse before we played them. Yeah. But, but they lost, yeah, they lost really bad, too. Yeah, 23-10, I think. Uh, like I that. think it was 35-10. 35-10. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, I know it's early, but Cal kind of looks like the most underachieving team in the Pac-12 so far. I mean, yeah, I mean, with you hyping yeah. up, of course they had to be. <laughs> yeah, Garbers <laughs> looks bad, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think uh, I probably go Stanford too. Yeah, but I, I say Stanford, Stanford, Stanford to cover. I like Stanford to cover. I think Cal's going to be disappointing again. I mean, you might as well just throw the point and a half away and take Stanford on the line. But yeah, 
whatever. Yeah, those seem like the two uh, two of the worst teams. Like Arizona's the only team right now I could definitively say, I think is worse than. Yeah. Than either of those. Yeah, I agree. And so here's another question: um, Is the South better than the North? Oh my! Uh, oh, Top wait, to wait, bottom. Wait. Uh oh. Y- yeah. Uh, uh no, because I, I think Washington might be better than USC. I mean, I don't know. It's two games. They had one really bad one that they sh- or Against pretty Oregon bad State. one they should have lost yeah. Oregon State. Then they had one really good one where they completely. I mean, they did everything you could do in a game. <laughs> Yeah. against Arizona. It, it was also against Arizona. Yeah, so. I bet on Arizona to cover the points on that one just because I hate Washington and it didn't go so well. No, that was... I I was hoping to get some nice Pac-12 after dark entertainment from that, but that, that, that UCLA minus nine line, though, I'm kind of intrigued by that. They're minus nine? I, I'd be all over that. That's great. Yeah. Arizona looks bad, and I think UCLA's pretty solid like we've kind of discussed yeah i think ucla wins that pretty comfortably again from from what we've seen so far um not as a lot of points is it though i mean it's less than 10 <laughs> it's less than 11 it's less than don't even get me started on 12 bro. <laughs> um oh, and then colorado at usc is this the week that usc blows it <laughs> like <laughs> I guess yeah, they looked good against Utah last week, but no, that'll be a really interesting game. I think it will uh, it will tell us a lot about both those teams. Who we are, I think, still people kind of suspect like, oh, USC could not be as good as we think, and people also expect suspect Colorado could be better than we think. But uh, that could either be like proven or disproven. I think in that game, part of me We're... really wants, like half of me really wants Colorado to win, just so I can stop like fake rooting for USC every week for like playoff right, implications what or whatnot. Say. But the other half of me just, just wants USC to like, come on, man, just get through it. So we can have a ranked opponent on the schedule at some point. <laughs> like, yeah, I think Washington will be ranked. Ugh. Well, they're not even playing this week and they're not even ranked this week. So. Yeah. I just kind of thought they'd be ranked by the time we play them, but they're only going to have three games played at that point. Probably, they keep barking that they will unless be, they but... scout. Hey, yeah. yeah. I was excited to see them play BYU if they could have, but now, well, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Now, uh, Washington's probably going to play Utah though. I think Sunday. Really? That'd be nice. I think I think they'll gonna, I think they'll try to do Washington Utah Sunday. Well, so and, and, actually, and then if if Washington does end up being ranked at the end of the season, you can go back and and say, oh, okay, Washington was pretty good, and. Now they're ranked, even though they weren't yeah, but, when... I mean, since we have to play them, like, last game, it's like it won't really matter, because we'll yeah. play them, like, like if they're not ranked by the time they play us, they're not going to be ranked after they play us. Right. You yeah. know, assuming we win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, now... Which, knock on wood, which... Honestly, I mean, now, like, my, my big thing for this, like... After the, I mean, I, I'm not trying to limit our expectations because I think, like, do whatever you can. Like, fight to win the Pac-12, fight to, like, try to make case for the playoff, yada, yada, yada. But, like, really, we just, I really need to beat Washington. Like, yeah. 
like that's the big thing. Even if we like, even if we blow it against like Cal or whatever, like just yeah, win your rivalry games. This game or the next win the conference. One. I mean, just, yeah. yeah, Oregon State would be annoying to lose to, but like Washington, I really don't want to lose to, and just get to the get to the conference championship. Um, win that hopefully, but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's through, let's go through some national stuff real quick. Um, then get out of here, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot. There's even more good Friday games than I thought. Um, Iowa State at Texas at 9 a.m. on Friday. Nice little Thanksgiving hangover wake up. That, wow. That's a fun one. Um, I fun. <laughs> Maybe we can see which of those teams will be ranked ahead of us next week. Um, Probably both, honestly. <laughs> yeah, both. yeah, hey. Maybe maybe the game gets canceled and both are still ranked above. Who knows? Um, Nebraska at Iowa's maybe one to keep your eye on at 10 a.m. Mm, um, Iowa's running away with that. I mean, hey, man. <laughs> Scott Frost. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Never mind. Nebraska <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's uh, not. Nebraska stinks. Yeah, unless Mariota's coming out of the tunnel for him, I don't know. Nebraska's <laughs> my Big Twelve team. Uh, I'm really excited for the. Sucks for you. The oh yes, it does. Carolina game. Uh, yeah. Like Notre Dame's only favored by five. I think they're only favored by like three and a half earlier, um, which is surprising for me. But like, I'm keeping my eye on it. It's in Chapel North? Hill. It would ju- I, like, I don't have North like Carolina's- a schematic breakdown of it that would say North Carolina should win, but it kind of they just have like, some talent feels on like the outside. They have some talent yeah. on the outside on, on defense. It's Sam Howell's really court. good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of is like one of those like, like just like a. It would just be the crazy like upset that kind of does happen in like week whatever we're in it's a good old-fashioned college football game is what it is and i'm excited to watch it yeah um yeah definitely right before our game too so yeah exactly so that and stanford at cal at the same time basically um then we got our game as the kind of primetime game there's really no there are no other games during ours so at least we'll have some eyeballs on it hopefully for the better um for better for worse yeah um, let's see on Saturday we got, no, I think, yeah, I think it could be like, I mean, it sounds weird after, uh, like we kind of said the UCLA game could be a one that we make a statement, but like, I think there's a chance that Oregon wins by like three scores and looks impressive. Yeah, definitely. Especially cause I think our offense can look really good. And I think if we just sold out against the run, uh, like they're there, we could shut down their offense ish. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Um, a couple early games on the Saturday slate to keep your eyes on if you're up in time. Ohio State at Illinois, Kentucky at Florida. Those those are both like four touchdown favorites. But I I mean, hey, maybe some crazy happens. You never know. Um, Alabama did just Kentucky, beat Kentucky by sixty. Yeah, I think yeah. Kentucky's ready well, to roll I, over. <laughs> It's college football, man. I'm just I'm just yeah. reading it. No, definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, Maryland are twelve, or sorry, Indiana are twelve point favorites over Maryland. That's this is that, uh, producer Paul's two favorite, two favorite two favorite teams, <laughs> both two top favorite, ten teams according to producer Paul. They're they're my two favorite ranked above fifteen teams. <laughs> Wait, they're not. Did Wait, you think? Only... No, Maryland is not ranked. No, no, no. Yeah. 
They are... Indiana falls into that category. They are a one-loss team, though. So, I mean, yeah. that's enough for the committee to put them in, like, ahead of us, yeah, I guess. They're, they're a Big Ten... They're a Big, or a big, big Ten one-loss team. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> And then we got Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, maybe hey, in maybe something happens Maryland there. Should be ranked yeah, Oak State's like Oak State's like not very relevant after the big loss to Oklahoma last week. It's yeah, just like brutally on it. It would I just mean, bring me joy to see Mike to Gundy Texas. lose again. Why don't you like yeah. Gundy? Uh, Let's not get into he's this. Forty. Yeah, Penn State but. at Michigan might be the most <laughs> entertaining game of the day, even though it might be like statistically the worst. Um, that's 9 a.m. ABC. Bro, they got the ABC slot for that? Are you kidding me? I mean, I guess there's not really was games decided going on, before but... the season, yeah. Yeah, like, if you, if, if, you, um, if, you, if, you, if you told me that that game would be on this weekend, you know, uh, two months ago, I would be like, yep, that's going to be a great one. It's going to be, uh, it's just everything that this game is not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all-time uh, bad matchup. Let's see. Um, Iron Bowl at twelve thirty. Yeah. yeah. CBS. Mm-hmm. Clemson's gets a te- Clemson gets a test against Pitt. Hopefully, at home though. And then that's all the same time as the USC game. So, I'll, and then Northwestern at Michigan State. So I'll probably have a combo of that USC Northwestern and uh, uh, Iron Bowl yeah, going at the same time. Northwestern should stomp Michigan State, and, but like this could also be the chance for you guys to. Be proven right about Northwestern. This is a huge, like, Big Ten killing itself game. I mean, those three in that – or four in those that 12-30 window, like, one of that – one of the Bama, Clemson, Northwestern, or USC games will be close down the stretch. Yeah. And it will be really interesting um, because any of those would be pretty big upsets. Yeah. But I – yeah. In terms of rooting interests, I think – Definitely got to go pit. Got to root for underdogs, basically. Maybe not Bama. It yeah. doesn't really matter. But um, Well, that would be nice, though. Sure. SEC probably isn't getting too in. If, but well, then we just hear about how yeah. the SEC has too many good teams. They do have too many yeah, good true. teams. Yeah, then like, true. Then, like, Auburn's probably ranked ahead of us next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all it does. Like, it just definitely. moves themselves up. It doesn't make them look bad at all. And then it makes every other uh, team look better, too. <laughs> You think if if Pitt beats Clemson, you think they're ahead of us? They moved to five, and, <laughs> or moved to six and four. But for all I know, probably. God, I hope not. Um, let's see what else we got. Egg Bowl at one o'clock. If you're just feeling sick, um, and have <laughs> SEC Network for whatever reason. Um, uh, LSU at A and M. This could be a chance for A and M to drop a game. Um, drop another game, I should say, and maybe take them out of the playoff picture. Um, yeah. Georgia at South Carolina revenge game at 4:30. Uh, Oklahoma oh, at West Virginia. This is a good chance for Oklahoma to drop another game. Um, although I'm assuming we'll pass that at some point so, if we take. That would be business. so sweet if they did. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Arizona at UCLA as the uh, I forgot we forgot to mention that one in the Pac-12 slate, but that's a 5 p.m. game on Fox. There's really well, no we said we'd take UCLA. Yeah. I we guess 5 p.m. is is Pac-12 after dark anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets dark at fucking 4.30. <laughs> exactly. It's terrible. Right in Arizona. But... Yeah. 
I mean, speaking of, it's pitch black outside right now at 5.41, so. Quack, quacked out after dark. Quacked out after dark. Although we're pretty much always after dark at this rate. Yeah. Um, Alright, people are yelling at me to come make my dinner, so unless you guys have anything else to say, uh, I think we're pretty much good here. No, go Ducks. Um, yeah, go Ducks. All right, go Ducks. <laughs>